have suffered a lot of loss this past week. We experienced three deaths as a church. Uh, Mark Holliday's father passed away, Brian Willis's mother, and Becca Bryan's son, Andrew, passed this week. And so we're asking that you just continue to lift the family up in prayer and love them as only you can. Amen. And we know that God is going to see them through this. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me. We will make uh, the services available to you as we get the information. We know that Mark Holliday's father is going to be at the Wilson Funeral Home in Ava tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We started a series called Thankful. Everybody say thankful. There's a unique passage in Scripture that says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I want you to understand what it didn't say. It didn't say give thanks for everything. It said in everything give thanks. There are a lot of things that we face that we're not thankful for, nor do we need to be thankful for. But in the midst of those things, we have to learn how to give thanks to God, only, not only when the sun is shining, but when it seems that the clouds have rolled in. Amen? Somebody say, give thanks to God. David makes a statement. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you're there with me. You haven't left me. You haven't forsaken me. You haven't taken away your comfort from me. You're there, and for that, we are thankful. Amen? So, today we're going to be talking about thankful for a God that provides. Everybody say provides. In Psalm 78 and 19, it says, yes, they spoke against God. They said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give us bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word because it's life to us. I ask God, Lord, that you speak to our hearts today and help us to embrace you as the provider. We praise you for it and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God he is the provider. We read a passage of scripture about the children of Israel that had come out of Egypt, and on their way out, they went through a journey that caused them to face many hardships, things that they could not do on their own. And how many of you know that we can't make it on our own, that we need God? And so, he had, when they were thirsty and there was no water anywhere around, God provided water out of a rock. Everybody say, he's my refreshing, even when it's dry. I, I, sometimes I think we look at these things and we don't understand the significance of them or the magnitude of them. There are over a million and a half people in a wilderness, in a desert place, and there is no water. And so what Moses could not do for them, God was still able to do for them. 
and he provided enough water out of a bone-dry rock to quench everyone's thirst. Do you know what that had to look like? That out of that rock, it had to be like a river flowing out. Maybe that's what Jesus was talking about later when he talked about that anyone that would come to him and drink from the water that he had said it would be like a river flowing out of them. God is able to provide. Last week I talked about an attitude of gratitude, right? And so we found out, I found out that uh, after that, Tony, wave your hand, Tony. Tony was trying to take apart a table or a chair or something, and the thing broke loose, and when it did, it came, I mean, he brought it up and it smacked him right in the eye, and so when he came in, I thought Amy had put a wallop on him, and, and, well, and it had just creased his eye, but he said that the first thing out of his mouth was, thank you, Jesus. You see, we don't thank God for the turmoil or the trouble or the pain. What we thank God for is seeing us through it, is taking care of us in it. And when we learn how to do that, then we learn how to give thanks in all things. They, instead of believing God to provide for them, they questioned God's ability to do it. These people that had been given water out of a rock and bread out of heaven begin to scratch their head and say, yeah, but can God really get me through this? Can God really give me meat? Can he really do that? And that, that frustrated God because how many of you know that God wants you to have enough confidence in him to know without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what you're facing, he's going to see you through it. He is that provider. Everybody say, he provides for me. Come on, give me a hand clap of praise in this house today. I do not allow circumstances and situations that we face to rob us of the ability to give God praise. We don't allow what the devil tries to take from us to rob us from what God has given to us. And so they murmured and they complained. And consequently, they hung out there for 40 years in that wilderness. They ended up wandering around in that wilderness. How many of you know that sometimes it's all about my attitude? And, and sometimes that keeps us in a place that we don't want to be in. And so they spent 40 years wandering around in a wilderness when they could have been experiencing the promise of God in a land that he had prepared for them. Everybody say, my provider. Now look, we have to realize and understand that God is the ultimate provider. As men, it's built into us to want to provide for our families. Amen. At least it ought to be. I mean, if it's, if, 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 if it's not built into you, you need to pray that God get it in you to provide. Everybody say to provide. But can I share with you that in my de best days as providing, there were some days I couldn't do it. There were some days that I didn't have what it took to provide what my family needed. There were times that I, I, I came up short that I didn't have it. I, I couldn't gather it. I couldn't get it. 
But what I discovered is in the days that I couldn't get, get it together, that I couldn't provide, I discovered that I served a God that was more than able to provide, a God that was more than enough that could bring it in when I couldn't. Peter discovered that. You know, I, I remember at one time, I'm going to get back to Peter here in just a second, but I remember one time as we were traveling, evangelizing, we'd driven over 500 miles to a meeting and had a powerful revival. And when the meeting was over, what they handed us didn't cover our expenses going. On the way back, rather than sit in that car and begin to gripe and complain or murmur about what had happened, we decided that we would thank God. And so we just raised or we just started praising God and said, God, we thank you for what you've provided. And then we gave half of that away. It was, we, we received $200. We gave 100 of that away because we felt like it needed. Sometimes your faith just needs a jump start. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, if I'm sitting here going, man, this isn't, you know, this isn't enough. I can't believe they did this. I got da, 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 da. <laughs> But instead, we started thanking God, and we gave half of it away. Consequently, the person that we gave it to started praising God, started loving God because she had to have it that day. We didn't know that, but she had to have it that day. And you know what she did? She prayed, God, I'm asking you to multiply this back to them a hundredfold. And then three days later, that's exactly what God did. I ended up with a $10,000 check. I had no idea was coming to me. Don't tell me that God isn't enough. My friend, God is more than enough. And you find out what you got when you find yourself facing hell and you you stand up and declare that my God is still able and he's still powerful and he's still alive. Everybody say it with me. He's still alive. I'm talking about my provider. Peter, men, men have this thing, we're kind of self-sufficient. You know, we want, I got it, I do it. Let me help you with that. No, I got it. Let me help you lift that up. No, I got it. What happened to you? I got it. <laughs> but we have to come to the reality that we need to let God help us. We need to allow God to be who he is. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And so Peter finds himself coming up short. He's got bills he can't pay, and there are no fish in his net. He fished all night long and came up with nothing. You ever been there? When you gave it everything you had and still nothing? You tried everything you knew to try and nothing? And so he's brought the boat in, and he's about to find out that when your ability has ended, God's ability has not. He was going to discover that there's a man named Jesus that's still able to provide. If you would roll that clip, please. A catch. A little farther out. Uh, I don't have a quarrel with you. 
Teacher, well, we've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. That's your word. brother and the baptizer. <laughs> you are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lift up your head, fisherman. <laughs> what do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. Follow me. Follow me. What he could not do for himself, Christ did for him. 
when he felt like all my hope is gone. It's out of my hand. And Jesus asked him to cast that net out again. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, well, I, I mean, I've fished all night long. I've done this my whole life, and we've come up with nothing. And yet Jesus was intent. His focus was fixed on Peter. Peter had to fix his focus on Christ. And all of a sudden, he finally said, at thy word. And he threw that over that net over, and when he did, all of a sudden, he discovered that there's a God that really knows how to provide, that there's a God that's able to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, that can meet us in our time of need and deliver. And he asked one thing, follow me. And Peter responded, I will. You know, that clip's just a little off from the scriptural account. In the scriptural account, he yelled for James and John, and they came over with their boat. And the scripture said that they filled up both boats with fish, and both of those boats started sinking. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that my God is just not enough. He's more than enough. He's able to do exceeding and abundantly above what we ask or think. Somebody say it with me, my provider. I don't know whether or not you recognize this, but there are some things that we can't provide for ourselves. Some things that unless God does it, it's not going to happen. In the book of Genesis, the 22nd chapter, verse 7 and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb. Abraham's faith was completely confident that God would provide he spoke a prophetic word without realizing it at the time. God will provide himself a lamb. Abraham thought he was speaking of God providing it for just he and his son. But my friend, God provided a lamb not just for his son, but for our sons and our daughters. I serve a God that is able to provide. In Hebrews 10 and 1, it says, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of good things to come. Everybody say good things to come. No, no, say it again. Good things to come. It was a shadow of good things to come and not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide Never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. Why all the animal sacrifices? Why year after year? Because the scripture declared that the wages of sin is death. We were unable to deal with our sin. That's why they kept offering these animal sacrifices. Because sin just brought death. And these sacrifices could not forgive our sin. They just kept us from paying the penalty ourselves. But Abraham had declared, God 
would provide himself a lamb not an ordinary lamb not a lamb that was going to have to be offered again and again and again but he would provide a lamb of God that would be offered one time for all mankind for all sin and in John 1 and 29 John said the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world do you understand what I'm saying that God provided something for us that we could not provide for ourselves that without him I was lost and undone and those animal sacrifices could never free me but because of him because he showed himself to be Jehovah Jireh my provider he himself provided the lamb so we could be free Jesus said the thief cometh but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that they might have life and they that might have it more abundantly. What's he saying? He said, I didn't just come to rescue you from your sin. I came to rescue you from death. You see, you've got to go back to Romans 6 and 23 and look at it again because it doesn't just say for the wages of sin is death. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life. Do you understand what he did for us? Jesus conquered death so it can no longer conquer us. He conquered death so it could no longer separate us. I'm not as those that have no hope. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Think about what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And those that live and believe in me shall what? Shall never die. You say, Pastor, what are you getting at? When I close my eyes here, I have immediately opened them in the presence of a living God. He is my provider in that instant so death where is your sting grave where is your victory it's been swallowed up because of Christ everybody say my provider do we recognize today that God is our provider let me talk to you about what God provides God doesn't just provide finances in difficult times how many of you have ever had God provide for you in a difficult time financially just hold your hand up look at that well my goodness out of the mouth of two or three witnesses let everything be established God is faithful as a provider but God doesn't just provide for me in physical ways God provides for me in ways when I can't provide for myself. God provides peace for me in difficult times. He said, my peace I give to you. Not peace that the world gives. What's he saying? He's saying, you're not going to be able to fathom how in the midst of turmoil, I am going to wrap my arms around you and I am going to hold you and envelop you in my peace so that you're able to get up and face the day and not just face the day, but be able to look the day right in the eye and say, my God is more than enough. My God is able. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
is Jesus came to take the sting out of it. Amen. You ever been stung by a bee before? Rascals, aren't they? You ever been stung by a honeybee? I stung by a honeybee and he left something behind and it wasn't honey. Honeybee, when it stings you, it, the sting sack, it get pulled out of that thing's body. And if you'll look, you'll find where he stung you, the stinger's still in your arm. And that sack is still pumping, trying to give it its best shot. What'd you do? I flicked it off. <laughs> what are you getting at? I'm telling you that the devil gave it his best shot because of Christ on Calvary. We are no longer filled with the poison that death brings. But my friend, we are filled with abundant life. We are filled with the hope of glory. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. See, here's the deal. It's the only life we know is this life. But if I could peel back a veil to you today and you could see the folks that you love, you'd see them rejoicing before God, declaring that he's good and he's wonderful and saying, Hey, y'all, you ain't going to believe this. I can't wait till you get here. Somebody say, my provider. My provider. So we don't walk around like those that don't have a provider. We don't walk around like those that don't have hope. We walk around for the world to see that when all of hell is breaking loose, heaven is still holding me. I said heaven is still holding me. So this is what I want to do in here today. If you're in this building and you say, Pastor, I need God to provide for me. No matter what that is, God is able to provide. The scripture says that now unto him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power of God that worketh in us. Everybody say, let it work. What he put inside of you, you've got to let it work. You've got to let it come alive in you. And so what we do is we shine like lights in the world. For God to show himself real to others. Everybody say, he's real. So if you're here today and you need him as a provider, I want you to come and stand with me right now, very quickly. Now, if, if, if you don't need nothing and, and he's already provided everything for you, then I want you to stand up and raise your hands to heaven and start thanking him for all that he's done for you. Come on, just hold those hands up and thank him. You know, the challenge for us sometimes is we try and play God. We try to be everything to everyone, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves drained because we come to the realization, I'm not able. Everybody say that with me. I'm not able. 
And the sooner we learn that we're not able, the quicker we're able to release it in the hands that are able. So this is what I'm asking you to do right now. Remember what I said at the beginning of this. He didn't say, he, he made, the scripture says, in all things, give thanks. He didn't say, thank God for all things. What he's saying is this. He's saying, I'm going to instill myself in you in such a way that even when you're facing your darkest times, you're going to be able to raise your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I know I'm not alone. I know that you're here with me and that what I can't provide for my family, you can. Would you stretch your hands to heaven with me right now? I'm going to ask some ushers to help me out here. The Bible says that if we just touch and agree concerning anything, that he'll be there for us, that he'll supply that for us. So I want your faith to reach out and touch him right now. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come into agreement with your faith. And we're going to see God provide. Everybody say, my provider. I want you to say it this way. I believe that my God provides for me everything I need when I need it most. Are you ready? Stretch those hands up to heaven with me. They're going to sing a song. I'm just going to ask the ushers, Rick, I want you guys to stay with me because I'm going to move quick here, okay? So get positioned like now. Stretch your hands to heaven with me. A God that's more than enough. I thank you for it, Father, that you're doing it even now. Beyond what I'm able to ask or think.
Let me leave you with this today. The scripture said, you did run well, what did hinder you? I want to be able to stand in the presence of God and say nothing, God. Nothing hindered me. Nothing kept me from you. Nothing stopped me from believing that you were more than enough. Even in times when I didn't understand what I was going through and why I was going through it, I still trusted you. I still believed in you. And you hear me? There's going to be a party kicked off in heaven like you've never fathomed before when the saints of God start coming home and giving their testimony that there wasn't a demon big enough, not a devil powerful enough to stop us and rob us from the hands of a loving, trusting God. Somebody shout yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, my provider. More than enough. Here's the unique thing about God is we never know where it's coming from. He just causes it to come. And that's part of the miracle of it and part of the power behind it because we just have to stand there with our mouths dropped open and begin to praise Him and thank Him. I, wasn't, I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't know you were going to do that. But He did. You see, just when the devil thinks he's got you, God shows up. I said God shows up. I'm thankful that I have a God that is a provider. In every circumstance, in every situation, no matter what I'm facing, He knows how to get me through it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. We're going to go ahead. We're going to let you go. I'm going to pray for the food now. So when you get over there, you're not waiting around for me to get there to pray. So just let them know that we prayed here. And you can start as soon as you get there. I, I, I need to tell you this from the depths of my heart, and I want you to hear me. I am so very thankful for my church family. I've been to places before where it was like churches and it was, it was just like everybody was almost a stranger to one another. But there's something special here. There's something that unites our hearts and we know what that something special is. It's Him. And I want you to know that we're committed to each other, to love one another through whatever it is we're facing, and you'll never ever be alone because God is our provider. Amen. We're going to pray together, and let's, we're going to pray for that food, okay? Father, we thank you, God, for your love and your goodness. Thank you, God, for meeting with us here today and holding us. Thank you, Father, for our family that you've given us, Father, and Lord, how 
great a gift that is to us. So we say thank you. And we're forever grateful for all that you do. We ask you today, Father, to bless the food and God, make it nourishment to our bodies and bless our time of fellowship together. Let us be able to rejoice in your presence and the presence that you've given us called friends. We thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you all. We'll see you over there. God bless you. Yeah, what time Thursday?